Hello and welcome to This Is My Dram, a whiskey and music podcast in which we review a whiskey and we play some songs to go along with it, along a thematic link. This Is My Dram consists of me, Stu, and my Northern Irish drinking buddy Andy, who you'll hear after our theme song. Hopefully you can tell us apart, but we do accept just being called Anton Deck if you prefer, as you'll hear on this podcast. Uh, today's episode is all about our trip to the Newcastle Whiskey Lounge Whiskey Festival, where we met up with Gordon McPhail employee and friend of the podcast, as he's been uh, on the podcast before, Ben Bowers, uh, and he was manning the Ben Ramak stand at the festival, but found time to talk to us about a Gordon and McPhail whiskey from their Cast Strength range, which was a 20-year-old whiskey from the Milton Duff Distillery. So that interview is the main feature on the podcast, but along with it, we did a festival theme where we played songs from bands headlining festivals this year, including contributions from Ben himself and a Twitter friend who we met for the first time at the festival called Scott Monroe. So look out for those. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at this is my dram and check out our website this is my and just before we get started on our podcast our podcast brothers the bourbon gents are doing a bit of a bourbon world cup at the moment so if you like bourbons and you like voting on them head on over to their twitter page at bourbon gents and vote on their final few rounds over the next few days okay great stuff let's get started on the rest of the pod cheers this is my dream this is my dream Okay, welcome to the last in the series. It's been a long time coming, actually, the last in the series. Yeah, yeah, I've uh, um, delayed things quite spectacularly this series by... uh, Well, you almost died. Yeah. Let's be honest. Let's not dress it up. (laughs) We're not ones for exaggeration or anything. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) But you, you were on your deathbed for a little while. With, with what was it? It was like it was a bad chest infection. Yeah, close was, to pneumonia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People like um, people definitely die of that. So oh, they do, but they're normally about a hundred. <laughs> well, I had already drawn up plans for your whiskey collection, your guitar. Um, I was like, you know, I was, I was making sure that Amy knew that, that they were mine if if anything bad. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, but I'm glad you, you know, well, kind of, kind of glad that you you came round. You know, yeah, well, would have been nice know. to get the whiskies, but yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll just give you some samples for now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but you, can, you can have some samples and I'll, I'll stay alive for another 30, 40 years. Go on then, <laughs> fine. I accept, I accept. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but once you, you had recovered, um, we then you were well enough just in time to go to Newcastle Whiskey Festival. Yes. Yeah, which yeah. is what this episode is all about. We had a cracking time a couple of days ago. You uh, ended up with a bit of a hangover. Yeah, it's, it doesn't normally happen with whiskey, but... Uh, yeah, I woke up the the Sunday morning after some some fairly heavy sampling. Yeah, Far too many cast strength. Yeah, whiskeys uh, that we and I was I was just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> I've never had one of these for ages. <laughs> um, but so hangovers these days are horrible. We get we're getting old. So yeah, like, yeah, they just get yeah. worse, don't they? Um, but it was mainly probably because we not only did our usual round of whiskies at the festival, but mm-hmm. we went to the uh, a session of MacMira as well, where um, the CEO, uh, one of the founders of MacMira, your new mate, my my new mate, <laughs> um, called Magnus, uh, yeah. talked us through 
uh, loads of interesting stuff about McMurray, and uh, I think we'll we'll probably save it for a, a podcast another day. Yeah. Um, but we we loved it when we spoke to Angela for the McMurray podcast we did. So if you want to go back and check that out, do uh, Angela's the master, master distiller at McMurray. Yeah, um, no, they're, they're they're a really impressive distillery, and that like they do, they just do things a bit differently, and and in an industry where you, you know pick a hundred distilleries at random it's sometimes hard to to tell much difference between them but they they really do have quite a unique you know from the distillery building they've got to the funding models they've got in place and the to the location of their warehouses yeah all that kind of stuff it's kind of uh you, you know there's just something a bit kind of cool about them yeah <laughs> uh, but we'll save it for another podcast because today's is on uh milton duff um that, that ben bowers uh gave us he, yeah he was at the festival manning the ben Ramac stand and uh he's you know obviously a representative of gordon mcphail who owned mm. ben Ramac, and so he uh, exciting times for gordon mcphail but yeah we'll hear a bit about that later yeah. in the when ben tells us all about their uh, their new plans uh, but we also saw um, some of our usual Twitter friends and people that we've uh, spoken to on Instagram and Twitter and things like that. We, we bumped into our usual Twitter friends of, of Soren Krebs. He, he was managing the Talisker stand, mm-hmm. wasn't he? Gave us a very nice Talisker 25. Seemed uh, to believe he was talking to Ant and Dak for most of the, <laughs> yeah. most of the evening. But, uh, the yeah. most telling thing about the festival is that people still don't have a clue which of us is Stu and which is Andy. <laughs> Which is brilliant. It's always good. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so which is great. So, so they just they just refer to as a student Andy. And just, yeah, I got called Andy a couple of times. Um, I, I think we need a way of. I think the Anton deck of whiskey is pretty. Anton good. deck of whiskey. I don't know which of us is which, but we'll we'll take that. We, yeah, we seem to just come as a pair. They, people can't distinguish. Yeah, yeah. Either. No, it's so fair enough. That's fine. Uh, um, and also Sarah, um, who joked about us and put a picture of us as the Anton deck of. Uh, Whiskey on Twitter. Yeah, recently. I saw that. We got papped. We got yeah. pa- the paparazzi. Uh, <laughs> find us, find us out at uh, Newcastle Whiskey Festival. So, but she did uh, sell us some of her fudge. This is at I Heart Whiskey on Twitter. Yes, yeah. The uh, regular listeners will know that we always have got some of her fudge in front of us uh, when we're recording a podcast, and today is no different. Um, so yeah, she was there, and uh, we bumped into Craig as well. Who uh, he's at Spiky Dog on Twitter, and he. Uh, he, he was man in the Paul John stand, uh, yeah. and we've we've talked to which him about which was very busy. We couldn't get near the near the damn thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we tried to go and say hi, and it was it was absolutely rammed. Um, and so yeah, we've had all of those three as uh, as interviewees on the podcast before, uh, but we did meet someone new as well. It's always nice when you've been chatting to someone on Twitter or Instagram for a little while, and you finally get to meet them. So we uh, met a guy called Scott Monroe, and we've got a, a brief snippet of chat with him later on the podcast as well. Uh, he's into his Good music in a big board, way, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and his whiskey too. So that was great. Um, but yeah, and then uh, one person who definitely wasn't at the festival, one of our Twitter friends who uh, would struggle to get to the Newcastle Whiskey Festival. Uh, is Why Not Whiskey who uh, is from Australia yep. uh, but he's been uh, chatting to us a fair bit on Twitter he seems a really nice guy uh, good to have some Australian listeners as we've mentioned mm, in the past yeah, yeah. as well um, but he uh, asked well a couple of questions the first tweet he sent was why is it that every time you two release a new episode I have a compulsion to go and buy more bottles of whiskey so uh, we should perhaps do a disclaimer or something of you know we're not responsible for any bankruptcy of our yeah. our listeners or anything like that this podcast will make you spend money on whiskey well it's certainly <laughs> made us spend money on whiskey so, <laughs> yeah, so we're broke know, so uh, listeners you are not alone <laughs> we're, 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 the, we're the ones who spearheaded the uh, bank account emptying habit of uh, 
collecting expensive whiskies. But and then he also got really close to guessing your reason for why you'd put the Simon and Garfunkel track. Oh on yes, the last yeah, no, I was very impressed with this. Yeah. So he, he had the knowledge that the the Paul Simon song Kodachrome yeah. was uh, originally called Going Home, I think. Yeah. Um, which That's is very really good knowledge. Yeah, and I mean to be honest, if if it wasn't for the fact I, I simply can't afford the postage to Australia, I would, <laughs> I would send them a congratulatory drama for the Bushmills Twenty One. But uh, for anyone that uh, doesn't know what we're talking about, basically in the last episode we had a uh, home themed playlist, and uh, Andy didn't reveal the reason he put. Uh, the, the Paul Simon song on there mm-hmm. and then uh, we asked if anyone we said if anyone could guess because Andy was like no one will guess uh, you can win some Bushmills 21 and, and so that was really impressive knowledge that it was originally called Going Home yeah. and that would have been a great reason but it's not quite the reason well it's a better it? reason than the real reason <laughs> yeah. which I'm still not telling which you is, yeah uh, so that's still staying secret but yeah but I was that was so good I think it deserved a shout out so yeah, yeah. well done why not whiskey uh, also really good guy to follow on Twitter so if anyone uh, wants to, to follow him then, then do so Uh, okay, so, well, we've got a great interview with Ben today uh, on the podcast, so I uh, don't want to ramble on for too much before we get stuck into that. So uh, how about we just start off with a, with a tune, mm-hmm. uh, and then we'll crack on. Um, so the, the tune I'm going to put on first is um, a Chemical Brothers song. So uh, the theme is headliners of festivals this year, seeing as this, is, this podcast is all about Newcastle Whiskey Festival. And I'm actually going to a festival this year. I'm going to Blue Dot Festival, which is mm-hmm. at Jodrell Bank. So it's a bit of a geeky science one, but it's also got awesome music going on at the same time. Um, and Chemical Brothers, Flaming Lips and Future Islands are headlining. So I can't wait to see great. all three yeah, of those, yeah, yeah. Um, as well as some other great bands like Public Service Broadcasting and, and things like that. But the, the Chemical Brothers, um, we, I don't think we've had a song by them yet on, uh, on the, the pod. So it's uh, it's worth putting one on. Uh, I've tried to avoid the kind of obvious ones. Yeah. And I'm going for Music Response from the Surrender album, which is way back in 1999, but it hasn't aged at all, this album. I think it still sounds really, really fresh and it just shows how ahead of their time they were. Yeah, it's kind of, they're, they're, they're sort of an impressive band in that respect in that most electronic music does age very, very... Um, obviously, yeah. Uh, primarily, just because of the the um, the technology and the equipment yeah. that people are using, you, you know, certain synth sounds are very symptomatic of a, a certain era in 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 music. But yeah, the Chemical Brothers stuff over quite a long period of time, it it's still sounds pretty fresh. Holds its own, doesn't it? I just think it's a, it's a great song. And if you are a runner and you listen to this podcast whilst running, well, I'm clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, this is an absolutely ideal track for a running playlist uh, I have it on all of my running playlists and it always keeps me going so there you go add it to your running playlist mm. it's music response does it also work for sitting on the sofa eating Cadbury's buttons while someone else goes for a run is it is it useful for yeah that? it's good for that too yeah, yeah, yeah it's, an, it's an all occasion song all occasion. running or not running <laughs> great. great well that covers so, that covers the, the full spectrum yeah so this is for anyone who's a runner and for anyone who's not a runner so, so there you go let's listen to it Music. 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 Music.
There we go. Chemical Brothers making most electronic artists look like talentless dicks for, for, <laughs> for a years. Good, for, for a good couple of decades. They even make themselves look like talentless dicks because <laughs> <laughs> their later albums are not quite as good as they used to be. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but well, I, I can't wait to see them. Uh, last time I saw them live, they were in a dance tent. It was a dance tent at a festival, right. and they overindulged and didn't play any of their big hits and. Uh, and just basically played um, uh, melodyless uh, beats for about two hours, right? And it was amazing. Um, partly like because several, of the several gigs we've played, yeah. <laughs> partly because I was quite inebriated. I thought it was absolutely amazing, but at the same time, I can see why a lot of people were disappointed that they hadn't played the big hit. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully they'll play the big hits headlining uh, headlining at uh, Blue Dot. Um, but yeah, so we'll we'll crack on and uh, kick off with our first part of our interview with Ben Bowers from. Yep. Um, uh, Gordon and McPhail then. Uh, so in this part of the interview, he basically starts by giving us a bit of in- information about the exciting things that Gordon and McPhail are going to be getting up to, mm-hmm. um, and just a little bit of a uh, bit of background about uh, about himself and the and the whiskey as well. Um, so let's have a listen to what Ben had to say about Gordon and McPhail and the Milton Duff. Yeah. You're listening to Ben from Gordon and McPhail He's travelling round the north making lots of sales You may know him better as a drama day He did it for a year so I think you should pay to his charity Cause they're like, really good cause now Yeah, I like it Do some good stuff for children Oh, that's nice So yeah, go on and donate Yeah, donate Why not? Yeah, 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 yeah Kick it Excellent. So we've got good old Ben Bowers with us. Hello again. At the Newcastle Whiskey Festival. Yeah. For the regular listeners out there, you'll know um, Ben has previously joined us on uh, an episode where we did a Gordon McPhail Bunnahaven. Yep. Uh, cast strength. And I believe you are kind of treating us to a similar kind of cast strength uh, joy today. I am. What yes. whiskey are we are we looking at? So this is a uh, it's another one of our cast strength range. Um, and this is uh, from the Milton Duff Distillery. Um, Milton Duff is uh, three miles outside Elgin, uh, southwest. And again, as with most of Gordon McFell's bottlings, it's a relatively unknown distillery. Mm. Um, it's owned by Shivers Brothers, um, so a lot of it is used for blending. Mm. Um, so this one is it's part of our cast strength range. Um, it's a single cast bottling. Uh, it was distilled on the 24th of September 1997, uh, and it was bottled on the 25th of September 2017. So, so a bit of maths. Yeah, 20 years <laughs> 20 and years. one day okay, right. at uh, 58.8%. And this is a first fill sherry butt. Okay. So it's um, I've, I've had this a couple of times and I basically kept some of it for you guys. Oh, thank Even you. though you didn't come and see me when I was last up in Newcastle, <laughs> I said, I've got a sample for you. You're going to love it. And you never showed never up. Showed up. Yeah. So, I showed up uh, last time. We'll get, we'll get there in the end. So yeah. uh, this is for sale now. Um, you're looking at about uh, 90 quid for it okay. wow. online. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it, it's pretty good. Now, is that the closest distillery to Gordon McFarl HQ then? Um, Probably Glen Moray would okay. be the closest because okay. uh, Glen Moray is, I think it's kind of in the boundaries of Elgin, whereas um, Milton Duff is is just outside. Away. It's a few miles outside, so yeah, yeah, Glen Moray. And I've got it in my head. There's another one in Elgin. I can't remember. So my boss is probably listening, going, <laughs> <"I'm> sacked. <laughs> um, so this um, 
part of our cash strength range, but um, Gordon McPhail are this year doing quite a lot of changes. Mm -hmm. um, we are, we basically kind of accepted the fact that we're a luxury whiskey company. Mm. Uh, what we specialize in is, we own Ben Romack, and we've got that as a kind of 35, 40 pound entry level is probably the wrong term, but it's a, a mainstream whiskey brand. Mm. Um, but our specialism is maturing whiskies. Mm. You know, we buy new make, we mature it in casks. Um, when I listened back to the previous episode, for some reason I said our warehouses were in Glasgow. <laughs> I was listening to it going, Ben, you're an idiot, that's completely wrong. The warehouses are in Elgin. We've got some warehouses at, uh, at Ben Romack as well that we can use. But that's what we specialise in. We've yeah. got yeah. casts in the warehouse dating back to the 30s. So we, we've looked at our ranges and um, we've got quite a lot of different ranges within the business. So there's so many different kind of offshoots to, to mm. our portfolio that we're trying to simplify it um, but actually target kind of the, the, the customer base that want what we know what we do and want what we do as well. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna keep Connoisseur's Choice as a brand name. So mm -hmm. Connoisseur's Choice was 50 years old this year. Uh, it was George Eckhart that came up with the name. Grew single malts by highlighting them over and above blends. But I'll put my hands up, the current labeling is pretty poor. It's mm. very dull, it's very ordinary. Um, it doesn't look particularly good, it's quite, it's quite dry so Obviously, your listeners aren't going to be able to see this, and oh, we're in the process of showing people. But this wow. is kind of a kind of an exclusive. Like this, there you um, go, there you go, listeners. If you could see through the podcast see, yeah, at the moment, you can just like, be getting hear, an exclusive. Hear at your speakers and, and sort of see. So, uh, you remember what the old Connoisseur's Choice yeah. looked like? Yeah, 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 yeah. Called, is that the was the Connoisseur's Choice the colourful one, or was that the? No, that so was, we had a colour coding on it, but it was not obvious. Yeah, there was a lot of text on it, like beige label, beige mm. box, all that lot. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what it's going to look like. So oh, nice. we've done a completely new bottle. It's a lot heavier. It's more premium. Mm. There's a disc on the shoulder, um, which like a it's not actual gold, but it's like a gold disc in it. Yeah. Um, the distillery labels that we do, which is like the Mortlach and the Linkwood and all of those, they will have the same bottling mm. with that Gordon McPhail logo in it. But on the label, it's got all the information. Yeah, you can tell there's a lot of detail in that in that label that's that is what a whiskey geek would want absolutely really, yeah. yeah so it's got the region the number of bottlings or the number of casks um, obviously the date of distillation the date of bottling mm. there's some tasting notes on there but it just looks a lot more modern and yeah. a lot more yeah classy. more modern and more classy yeah, um, yeah. yeah and more premium and you know to be honest that's what it's going to be yeah because we're not going to have an ongoing vintage of an eight-year-old Aaron mm. we're going to keep the stock and we're going to make it older yeah because Makes Actually, sense. why? What's the point in us doing an eight-year-old Aaron? Yeah. People are gonna people that want Aaron want either ten-year-old or older and more unusual stuff. So, mm. we're integrating the cast strength range into Connoisseur's Choice, the wood finishes, all of that lot. So, our first batch is due out. I think it's about April May time, okay. and the first batch we've got are uh, cast strength single casks. Yeah, and that's it. Um, so I don't have a lot. <laughs> it is literally like you've got six bottles for your territory. Yeah. Mine's Sheffield to the borders. So there's not a lot of these around, um, and I think demand's going to be quite high. So sure, this maybe. stuff is, you know, this is going to become collectible. The old Connoisseur's Choice bottlings are out there. Yeah. Even a label change. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, it's it's going to go up, and you know that is good value for money, mm. and going to be probably arguably slightly more affordable to more people mm. than sure. what this is going to be because this is much more exclusive it's going to be high end but this is what we do this well, is it, what we specialise in it totally makes sense because if you think about it if someone's going to the supermarket to buy a £30 bottle they're not going to see 
Gordon McPhail, or if you know they're, yeah. they're going to see the supermarket brands in there. Yeah. If they are looking in more niche whiskey shops for more interesting whiskies, then that's where they're going to see the Gordon McPhail, and that's yeah. where, where they're going to be willing to pay that extra amount. Yeah, so it absolutely. totally makes sense, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, and it's um, it's kind of an acceptance of do you know what there is your Douglas Langs and Hunter Langs of the world that are buying casks and quite you know they've got some old stuff, but mm-hmm. they, you know it's not more mainstream, but they're slightly younger. We're using our skill at maturation. That's what we specialize in. And yeah. Nobody else at the moment, I think Compass Box is doing a little bit, nobody else does that maturation side of it. Yeah, yeah. So we need to really... The cast push. strength range is so high. I mean, yeah, the, yeah. the Bonnerhaven that we... Oh, I, th- I think I think probably our whiskey of last year. Yeah. And, you know, I actually cool. think, yeah, if, if anything, on our Drummy League table, I think the, uh, the Bonnerhaven is the one at the moment that I would actually score higher now than when yeah. we, we recorded. Oh yeah, I, mean, I, I, would, I would put that a bit higher. I, I don't know what idiotic numbers I pulled out of my arse when we were on the, <laughs> on the podcast, but it's, 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 the, it's definitely my favourite one. I think I you were too seen. busy thinking, oh, I've got a Fujikai in a bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What am I going to do? <laughs> too yes, distracted yeah. by Fujikai. Yeah. So, so the last two cast strengths that are part of that range, that, that labelling, mm. um, it's a, I think it's a Bunahav in 2008 and a Kalila 2009, mm. I think. Right. Something yeah. like that. It's, yeah. or it might even be a little bit older than that, but those are the last two they bottled them basically because we had some old style bottles left over yeah right, so okay, it was yeah. like well let's put Maybe something we'll in them, them <laughs> use them up get these two out and then everything since will be in the new bottling line yeah. so mm-hmm. but you'll still it, have the cast strength ones in just, there yeah but, so yeah. but it'll be cast strength conscious, yeah, conscious choice. choice it just yeah, comes yeah. under that kind of banner banner brand i'm still vain i'm tempted to wait for the new new bottles yeah they look so much better and it was one of those where as soon as we saw them it was a case of oh thank god you've actually done it properly yes finally we know what we're doing so um yeah it's really exciting times there's there's kind of a lot of changes it's a bit risky because we're probably sort of going for more of a niche market and i know there's probably a couple of customers out there that are like oh well you know you you haven't got that kind of 50 60 quid anymore we will there's just not going to be as much of it sure um and it's a different but it's the way the market's going you know just look at it worldwide everything's like super premium nowadays and Mm. mccallan's going ridiculously expensive Mm. and we we are a luxury whiskey company Mm. um so we need to actually focus on what we do best so tell us a little bit about the uh, whiskey lounge whiskey festival and your experiences of the Newcastle Festival and, and other festivals you've done? So I um, I was actually part of the very first Whiskey Lounge Festival. Mm, wow. um, I used to work with Eddie Ludlow, who's the founder, Whiskey oh, Evangelist. Yes, um, him and I worked together in Oddbins in Newcastle, oh, in wow. Granger Arcade, yeah. way back in the day, because I was up here at university. Eddie ended up going to Darlington and then uh, down at York. Mm. And by that point, I'd left Oddbins, was working at the whiskey shop in the Metro Centre, and then they opened the York store and asked me to go down and run that. So I was down in York at the same time as Eddie. So we sort of worked together and um, he left Oddbins shortly after, did a few years with um, uh, Glenn Morangy, um, and then set up the Whiskey Lounge with uh, his wife Amanda. And the first festival was in, I think it was the Guild Hall in York. Mm. So the whiskey shop, he came to us and said, could you sell whiskey? Could you have like a retail space there? with the rest of the festival. So we were there, so I've been there sort of since day one. Um, 
somebody called Joe Clark I hired as a part-timer at the whiskey shop he then spent a few years with Eddie setting up the festivals and Joe is now master distiller at Spirit of Yorkshire, Yorkshire yeah, in Files um, what are your favourite questions that people ask at these festivals and what are your least favourite well yeah you do get some where it's like well which is the best one it's like well they're all different and that's one of the things I like about Ben Romer because they all are quite different yeah, yeah. you know you've got the, the 10, the 15 and the, the 100 proof which are kind of right that's the older version that's the cash strength version mm. but the organic is so different to the wood finish to the triple distilled to mm. the peat smoke that I can't even say well start at one end and work your way across to the other because yeah. they're all they're all totally different. What so. I do like is that you get the standard drums, you get the um, the kind of uh, the, the standard range uh, mm. at these festivals. So if you are a beginner, you can start to explore those. Yeah, but you do have the under counter drums. Well, yeah, and we actually we haven't got any simply because um, for the Ben Romick range because well, you've got uh, you've got essentially a we looking at eighteen no f- uh, fifteen year gap where mm. nothing was happening yeah, shut yeah. in eighty three we didn't start distilling until ninety eight mm. so there's fifteen years where there's nothing mm. um, we hit twenty years in August so we'll have a in fact, another sneak preview. Oh, nice. um, at some point after October of this year, wow. um, because when it was official, so we started distilling in August, but our official opening was uh, Prince Charles yeah. in yeah, um, yeah. Uh, October. Great. Um, and he's got a, he signed the number one cask. Oh, so cool. we're going to bottle that this wow. year as a 20 year old. So What, single cask? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. So that's going to go for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think. I don't know how many bottles. I think there's a, there's over a hundred bottles of it, um, and uh, you know the quality is apparently really good. They've kept they've kept a good eye on it. So that yeah, so we, we hit twenty years this year. So from from what we've got on our table, it's you know ten year old to fifteen year old is the oldest and most expensive because all yeah. the wood finishes and everything else are like nine ten years old. Mm-hmm. Our next one above that is our thirty five year old at five hundred quid. Wow. Yeah. yeah, and the tokens I think were like. 50 to 100, 150, and then up to 200 for the most expensive token. Yeah, it's like, well, we haven't got actually anything to, to do on a token system. Yeah, so yeah, for yeah. us, it's quite good because people are walking up with tokens going, you know, is that one a token? It's like, you can have any on. Because yeah. actually, they're all, you know, f- most expensive is 50 quid. So yeah. fill your boot. Well, don't fill your boot. <laughs> I'd rather you didn't. I'd run out. Um, but yeah, just, just go, go for whatever you want. Okay, so yeah, that was Ben uh, having a chat about the uh, Milton Duff and the uh, the exciting plans for Gordon and McPhail. It was uh, cool label, weren't they? It was, it was yeah, good to have yeah. all that, that information on. Uh, mm, I think mm. it, it's a lot more whiskey geek label. Um, sorry that you guys can't see it, uh, the, the podcast listeners, but we're no, looking out for when they release it. I think as I was saying to um, Ben just after we recorded the interview, it's it, as, a, as a piece of marketing, it's, it's, it's really smart because I would... I would easily spend 20, 30 quid more on that mm, bottle than yeah. what they've got at the minute. Because of Even all that it, geeky information yeah. that makes you feel special. But it just, yeah. it's, it's just going to look so good on the shelf, that. so. But um, if I could recommend anything to anyone as a little bit of a tip, uh, and not that I know much, but the only tip I would have is when they release that final Bunner Harvin 2008 cast strength before they move into the new labelling, I recommend you buy a couple of bottles of it if you can get a hold of it because it's still one of my favourite whiskeys. Oh yeah, you have, you know, if you have to assault the other customers in the shop <laughs> to get your hands on it, I, I think um, I think that's a fair response. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, so uh, well, he also did a little bit of a science bit for us. So mm-hmm. should we have Ben's science bit? Yeah. Okay, here it is. Thank you.
and one wonders what the monks would have made of it. Moonshining was commonplace in the surroundings of Plutcarden Abbey in the smuggling era of the late 18th and early 19th century. Whether any monastic distillation ever took place is unknown. The original monastery fell into ruin in the early 17th century, but was restored in 1948 and is now the only medieval monastery still inhabited by monks. Distillation certainly took place at Milton Farm, where the abbey's old meal mill once stood. Milton Duff, the suffix comes from the Duff family who owned the estate, went legal in 1824 and by the end of the century was one of the largest producers in Scotland, making in excess of 1 million litres a year and using triple distillation, an unusual technique for Highland and Speyside distilleries. The next landmark came in 1936 when it was bought by Canadian distiller Hiram Walker, who was beginning its Scottish expansion, such as Ballantyne's and Dunbarton. In 1964, a pair of Lowman stills were installed, producing a malt which is named Moss Towie. The stills operated until 1981. A significant expansion in 1974 saw capacity increase to more than 5 million litres per annum, with three pairs of stills now operating, and in 2005 it became part of Shivers Brothers. Great, so there we go. So um, disappointed we didn't pick monk music for the uh, the playlist, but um, <laughs> interesting bit of background there to the uh, to, to the Milton Duff Distillery. Uh, but that leads us nicely on to uh, your first song that we're going to have. So what, what uh, festival headliner are you going to go for? Well, I'm going to go for some uh, instrumental guitar rock. Um, you surprise me. You <laughs> instrumental guitar rock? <laughs> no. Uh, well, at least it's not you know jazz. Jazz. The eighteen nineties or whatever. Um, <laughs> before it was before jazz was even invented. Um, uh, it's a band called Sixty Five Days of Static. Amazing. Who, who are very very good, and they are headlining Shambhala Festival, which is a secret country estate in Northamptonshire. Wow. Secret country. It, you see, it's this kind of bullshit around festivals is just it's not secret because if it was a secret you buy a ticket and you go if it was a secret (laughs) nobody would show up Um, but anyway 65 Days Static are a very good band Um, gonna pick a song from the the Fall of Math album Fall of Math which is from a good while ago Um, but we're British so we call it the Fall of Maths yeah it should be the Fall of Maths shouldn't it Um, uh, and it's a song called uh, Retreat Treat, which is just brilliant. And it's also used as a soundtrack for um, the video that NASA put together when oh, the uh, uh, for the final uh, space shuttle mission, yeah, um, where they where they edited together all the space shuttle missions. And uh, as a big space shuttle geek, yeah. we could almost do a, 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 another podcast about. Um, whiskey and space shuttles or something like that well it's funny you um, should uh, mention that because we, we probably will be doing a space episode eventually yes we will one be one yeah. whiskies I've just bought um, but yeah so we'll save that to Len but, um, uh, but yeah for, for, for people who are listening to this for the first time one thing to listen to, out for, to is the bit just before it kicks in and the uh, and the, the the line of we will not give up. This band is unstoppable and then it kicks in yes yeah, yeah. And I just think it's just amazing great
Oh, listen to that sustain. Nice. We've, got, we've gone a bit spinal tap here. <laughs> well, listen to the drumming. Yeah, yeah. The drumming in that song is just amazing. Love it. All the energy. All the energy going on. Um, so, yeah, there we go. 65 Days of Static Quattune. Um, but, yeah, so let's get stuck into the review of the Milton Duff sure. uh, Castrain's 20-year-old that Ben brought along to the festival. Um, so, again, we did this with Ben. And so... Let's have a listen to what we had to say about it. Here's where we review some whiskey. If we get a nice dram from Ben. Yes. Here's where we review some whiskey. If we get a nice dram from Ben. Yes. So this one, the the Milton Duff. Uh, as you're right, actually, the, the the main ways I hear about Milton Duff are uh, Milton Duff is independent bottlings. Yeah. So it's uh, it's kind of one of those kind of slightly lesser known distilleries, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but I don't think I've seen anything up to the 20 year kind of level from Milton Duff. No, so this no. Is quite, this is quite special, isn't it? All right. Well, let's let's go in on the nose anyway. And see what we get. So it's first fill sherry. Did you say? First fill sherry. Actually, uh, getting more kind of a almost like a toffee apple note from this it's the apple I pick up yeah um, definitely I I think when I first tried it my overriding feel was um, like tart tatin but a really caramelly tart tatin yeah. but quite yeah. a thick buttery pastry as well mm. which I suppose isn't tart tatin but it was there's like this butter pastry but it's definitely an appleiness. The, the yeah. apple is, is yeah. really strong, isn't it? And the reason I said toffee apples because it's almost, as you say, with that those sweeter notes, those caramelised yeah, yeah, yeah. notes. Yeah, the caramelised well. notes. Are but I like I like the uh, tart tatin. Yeah. yeah, and it's not um, stinging the nostrils too much. It's not even though it's fifty eight fifty eight point eight. Yeah, um, it's it's really. I'm really getting my nose in there. You can take. Yeah, you can take a good sniff. It's it's fresh because of the alcohol. I think it's mm. got that freshness, but it's not burning the back of your nose. Yeah, and a, uh, almost shortbread biscuit. Mm. Notes yeah, I think that, the, like you say, that kind of buttery pastry. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, should we dive in for a taste? Go for it. First one of the day, I shouldn't be going 58.8%. Should <laughs> Start as you mean to go on. <laughs> that apple pastry just carries on <laughs> for me. Mm. Yeah, it's so, it's so vivid, isn't it? Mm. Like, really strong flavours. Um, as you say, the apple continuing yeah. through. But the, the maltiness comes out a lot more as well. It's kind of a dessert pie. Yeah, mm. all the sweet notes, are still but like there. properly, like throwing me back in time to having a top tatin. Yeah, like a like a proper, it's like a know. homemade pie. Yeah, you know, yeah, really kind of like thick pastry with a sugary top and all this lot. And that's really drinkable, despite the cast strength. I mean, yeah, yeah. the cast strength gives it a lovely kick, but it's uh, it's by no means going to knock your socks off, is it? It's um, no. I think it's a really nice level of alcohol, and just gorgeously sweet. Just really yeah, nice. Yeah. So I seem to remember on the Bunnahaven, mm. it was almost suffering a little bit when we put water in. It wasn't mm. quite as good. So mm. it'll be interesting to see what you what, what you think, think of it this time around. Well, um, I'm only going to put a couple of drops in myself. I remember we kind of did the finish a bit of a dis- disservice, <laughs> yeah. I think, as well, um, because we didn't properly assess the finish before we put the water in. Yeah. Um, whereas this one, I think the cast strength means that this finishes. Is lush, isn't it? Yes. There's a lot going on. Yeah. There's a lot of um, heat. I'm getting mainly heat, and I admit partly because that's the first first whiskey of the day. But I think that that heat is hanging around, and that that makes it really long and nice. Tiny bit of water. For people that are wondering what the noise is uh, in the background, we are sat outside the toilet of Newcastle <laughs> Civic Centre. Yep, so it's the. Uh, the we were very. Toilet. We were very nearly sat in the toilet. <laughs> I'm getting. Uh, 
Uh, a nose of, yeah, yeah, toilet duck. Uh, those, those weird yellow cubes. Uh, a bit of it. But this one there, no, still getting, even with the water, I think it's just keeping all of those uh, those lovely sweet flavours, isn't it? Mm. Those, those dessert I think, flavors. yeah, it's, it slightly turns up the maltiness, I think. With the water? With the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. No, I'd agree. It's, um, I think, I think I prefer it with the water. I've, I've only put a couple of drops in. Yeah. Um, and I probably wouldn't put more than that. I don't think it needs a lot because it is eminently drinkable mm. at, at cash strength. But it, it accentuates that um, buttery, malty, mm. um, almost kind of like it's turning a bit more into kind of uh, ready brick with apple type vibe mm. into it, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, the, um, the butter notes are more noticeable. And I think it just kind of because there's loads of little flavours going on, lots of sweet flavours mm. that are just kind of dipping through, I think it's easier to just pick through them a bit once yeah. the water's in there. Yeah. Um, although I don't think the alcohol burn was was too much no. on this one. I do think the water just allows for a little bit more of that flavour, yeah. which is nice. I think that OT, like oatmeal thing you're talking yeah. about, come, really comes through in the finish as well once once you've added a couple of drops of water. Yeah, it's, it's rare that uh, with a whiskey I prefer it with a couple of drops, but I think that is that is slightly improved. Yeah, and doesn't take away too much from the finish. I'm still getting a lot of nice warmth going on. Making it's a very me, good yeah. making me smile. It's it's a kind of like winter whiskey. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a good kind of yeah. You wouldn't want this in a, on a summer's day, but I think when it's like you know we had it last week, loads of snow and everything like that, yeah. just to kind of hunker down and have yeah, this in exactly. front of a fire would uh, probably would go quite well with cigars, I think as well. Yeah, mm. yeah. And we haven't had, we didn't give you much warning on this, but um, if we're going for a bit of a Newcastle whiskey festival theme for this podcast yeah, yeah. and uh, so we've said uh, a playlist theme of uh, anyone headlining a festival this, this year yes um, you know are there any songs of, of headliners this year that you would like us to play on the oh, podcast see, that's the thing is I don't really do I don't do festivals and I don't really do headliners so it was like I looked at the Leeds Festival oh, uh, line up oh, and it was like, Leeds Festival this year Jesus mm. what no, but, rubbish. Yeah. but it feels like they've gone back to like 2001 yeah. and uh, what is it it's like it's Panic at the Disco something like that Fallout yeah. Boy and yeah it was well, really kind of like oh, if they God. had like Alien Ant Farm in there it would literally feel like you'd gone back in time yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. Um, yeah so some of the lineups are really poor but if you dig around there's some good there's, there's some good, good stuff, stuff kind of like you know second or third on the bill that sort of thing I mean I suppose there was one I think the plane at Leeds might be on the Saturday, uh, and they're called. It's two guys, I think, and it's is it Fred V and Graphics? Oh, well. okay. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the only reason that I picked that was um, they do a song whose name I can't remember now. <laughs> it was really good, but it's um, the best way I can describe it is uh, the Airwolf theme tune meets Pearl's Girl by Underworld. Love it. Oh wow. Um, <laughs> So instantly, I was like, "This is absolutely brilliant." Well, Underworld are uh, headlining. Um, are they the BBC Six? Nice. Um, big weekend. Oh, are they? This. Okay. So there you go. That that would okay. be. A, I'm not going to get your yeah. signal, am I? Um, so Underworld song I could choose because I bloody love Underworld. Yes, let's have an Underworld. Um, yeah, let's have an Underworld song. I'm just trying to think. I mean, I might have to get back to you. Yeah, that's all right. I yeah. might have to like send you an email we'll, because we'll, I I need to. We'll need just to say the, the underworld, right song, underworld song. Say the underworld song that I'm going to choose is, and then we'll just yeah, fly yeah. in Andy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Northern Irish stroll. Do, 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 do <laughs> Pearls <Yeah>. girl. <laughs> that's a terrible impression yeah. of you. I do apologise. <laughs> all right. Wait, that's hear my of you. On that's, the yeah, that's borderline <laughs> racist. <laughs> you should hear my Northern Irish. It's, uh, pretty, it's given that most a lot of my friends are Northern Irish, I'm now sounding like a guy who's trying to cover the fact that they're Northern Irish racist. 
most of my friends are Northern Irish. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But no, given that a lot of my friends are Northern Irish, my Northern Irish accent for some reason is terrible. Yeah. So. Yeah. And your uh, Jory accent's pretty shit. Well, yeah. Well, exactly. Given I grew up here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, great. Okay. Well, tell us what what song uh, you want, and we'll play it here, and then we'll tell you the name of it after it's finished. Yeah. Okay, so that was uh, Trim by Underworld. It was Ben's choice for the playlist. Uh, he does actually say that he thinks it's maybe one of their weakest albums, but he actually thinks the, the tune itself represents a different side to Underworld, a bit more chilled. Mm-hmm. So that's why he wanted us to put that one on. Great. And we will put the other track that he mentioned on, um, which is Recognised by Fred V and Graphics. We'll put that on the, uh, the playlist as well. Um, so you guys can, can hear a little bit of that as well that, uh, that Ben was telling us about. So we go. So, uh, so yeah, that was the Milton Duff. And 
I both I think you know it's a few days ago now that we tried it, but I think we both thought it was an absolutely cracking whiskey, didn't we? Yeah, so very, very um, good. we should <clears throat> drum your league table it. Yeah, let's do it. Because it's a drum your league table, ranking all the whiskey so you can tell which is the best. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Because it's a drum your league table. We'll do as many whiskies as we're able. Because it's the best. Whoa. Okay, so I've forgotten who's doing it it's to go first. Shall I go first? Uh, yeah, you go first. Okay, I'll go first on this one. On the nose, I'm going to go for a nine on that one. Mm-hmm. I thought it uh, really excelled. I, I loved that it was cast strength, but you could still really get your nose stuck in and all of the really sweet, apple-y, uh, caramelly flavours were just... Unlike a lot of whiskies that I've that I've smelt before, it just had so much sweetness to it that it, it was very luxurious. So I'm going to go nine. Yep, I'd I'd agree with all that, but I'm going to score it an eight. Yep, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Any any justification? No, 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 no. no. Cool, no, right. no, no, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> I agree with everything you said, but eight. <laughs> I've, I think I've 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 unlocked a door now with this. Uh, um, I'm going to give you a piece of information, but I'm not going to tell you why on the last episode. <laughs> so but every episode we're going to have, the listeners have to guess why I feel, you I feel, I feel like, no, I just, I don't, have, I, don't, I don't feel like I need to justify anything okay. anymore. <laughs> okay, great. Um, so look forward to more non-justifications for the rest of the scoring. Um, on the palette, I am going to go for a an eight. I thought it was... Uh, Almost equally as glorious as the nose. Um, for me, it just like it didn't quite live up to some of the, the lusciousness of the, the, the nose and the taste. I think some of the alcohol maybe took mm-hmm. over a bit. In fact, it almost improved a bit with the water. So it would be pushing the nine with the water. But I'm going to stick with eight um, on the palate. Yeah, I, I've been thinking about it um, for a couple of days after, after we tried it. And I think as an example of a whiskey that... Um, sets out to do a particular thing mm. uh, it, it did it flawlessly you know it was it was attempting to be um a, a, a sweet smooth whiskey with a kind of um uh with with the sherried notes kind of underpinning that and and the really high cask strength uh bottling just really preserving the flavor um so i'm gonna give it a 10 10 i think i think wow. for what i think for what it was doing yeah uh, on the palate, it was uh, for for what it was setting out to do. It was just perfect. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it was absolutely gorgeous. I can see why you've given it a ten. It wasn't quite as maybe as much to my taste as yours, and that's why. And that's what's great about whiskey is mm. that you can have different tastes for the, for the same whiskey. Um, but yeah, it was absolutely gorgeous. And and on the finish, I am going to go um, eight as well because I thought it was nice burn. Uh, had a nice warming burn that just lasted, but. I didn't get as many new flavours or as much come through mm-hmm. as I get as we've gotten some of the whiskies, but it was still really nice and warming. So eight. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll 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 agree with you there. I'll uh, I'll, I'll say eight. Then, <laughs> oh yeah. I'll, uh, I thought you were going to do the same thing. I thought you were going to agree with you there. Ten. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll, uh, I'll also go eight and uh, devoid of any comments to back it up. <laughs> uh, well, you did back up your ten, which, yeah, which yeah. I think is fair enough. Excellent. So yeah. So uh, unusually different scoring from us. Although we both scored it very highly, 
uh, we usually kind of are quite similar. So that was uh, yeah, a bit of difference, yeah. a bit of individuality here. It's People just, might be able to tell us apart eventually with all yeah, this yeah, indiv- yeah. individuality sneaking in. This was this was you know how, how the, the the Beatles started to break down, you know, and <laughs> uh, started scoring their whiskies differently. Is Ben Bowers the Yoko owner? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ben, you're our Yoko. <laughs> Uh, on that note, <laughs> of Ben being our Yoko, uh, we, we should introduce our uh, other guest on this podcast, which was the ah, yes. charming and lovely Scott Monroe, who we met. Uh, he's at Kilted Moose on Twitter, and he came all the way down from Glasgow for the festival, as you'll hear him explain. And uh, he's he's really into his music as well. Um, he's, he's one of the few Twitter um, people that I, I, I kind of... Uh, end up listening to pretty much everything he posts on Twitter because um, he's just got such good taste. So I thought I'd ask him, uh, given his whiskey and music love, if he could recommend a song for our playlist. So here's what Scott had to say. Time for a guest track, Scott Monroe at the Whiskey Festival. Time for a guest track, Scott Monroe at the Whiskey Festival. Time for a guest track, yes we let someone else pick his own time. Okay, so we've got Scott Munro with us, who is uh, at Kilted Moose on Twitter. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. yeah. And uh, so we're at uh, Newcastle Whiskey Festival. What has been your dram of the festival so far? There's been a few, but uh, I was at the Masterclass, birthday Masterclass, and I had a Lafroy cast around 10-year-old, which only view from the distillery. It's always a fantastic dram. But I'm also having a Ben Rinnis 21 at the moment, which is fantastic. Nice. So I would say those two... A dead heat at the moment. Dead heat. Yeah. Is that one that Soren pushed on you by any chance? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, he did. He said, "You got to try this." You got so I, I trust Soren's judgment. Yes. So yeah, and he's not he's not steered me wrong. So it's it's pretty pretty good. Have you had some of the other Ben Ben Rennes, uh, expressions in the past? I've had some from the Stronicky range. Yeah, yeah the, okay. the the ten year olds, the eighteen. I, I think I've also had a. Scotch Malt whiskey, uh, whiskey Society bottle of Ben Rennes in the past as well, right, yeah. uh, which is lovely. I love the I love the taste of it. It's got a real character to it. Yeah, it's a really nice nice dram. Really good stuff. And you've come all the way from Glasgow today. I have. Um, every year I come to Newcastle for the whiskey festival. I've got a friend who lives here. Um, his next door neighbour's a massive whiskey head. So yeah, I come down the train two and a half hours down to Newcastle. I drink my fill of whiskey. And uh, tomorrow morning I'll, I'll endure the <laughs> lengthy journey back to Glasgow. <laughs> this is always great after a few drums. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that, as you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, good luck with that. <laughs> Thank you, I think I'll need it. Um, and just, uh, you, know, you know the theme for our um, episode today, given that it's Newcastle Whiskey Festival, is headliners of festivals this year. Yep. Um, so have you got a song you'd like us to put on the, the podcast? I do, yeah. Uh, so I'm going down to see The Cure. Uh, they're headlining uh, British Summertime in Hyde Park uh, this summer. Oh, right, yeah. uh, I haven't seen The Cure since 1989, which I'm showing my age now. Wow. Um, so yeah, I would like to see if you could play... Uh, just like heaven, that would be fantastic. I'm pretty sure we can do that. Uh, it's kind of upbeat for the cure, but yeah. it's, a, it's an all-time favourite for me. And it'd be yeah, I'd love to hear it if you could play it. That'd be great. That's from whiskey heaven to cures just like that is perfect, <laughs> absolutely perfect. perfect. Yeah. Right. Okay, well here it is.
There you go. Fuck, I've still got my full of chocolate. Well, on that note, um, I've got some feedback from our last um, <clears throat> from our last podcast. Stop, uh, stop eating while you're recording podcasts. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, we did a fudge review of Sarah's fudge last time. Mm-hmm. So some people tweeted us to say that they couldn't hear what we were saying. Oh, really? In the review, yeah. yeah. I thought it was fairly... Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. They, they were saying that they thought that we hadn't finished eating the fudge. So that it was... That's strange. Yeah, so like, so they couldn't hear anything we were saying. I wonder if there must have, might have been something wrong with the microphone or... Maybe, but... Yeah. Well, the thing was is that I, I only gave you 20 seconds. But anyway, so, we, you know, we take all feedback, constructive and, and mm-hmm. otherwise. And uh, as a result, we've got some more of uh, Sarah's fudge with us today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we bought some at the Whiskey Festival, didn't we? You got the Abelauer Abuna yeah. um, fudge along with a bottle of Abelauer Abuna mm-hmm. you bought as well. Yeah. And I got the uh, Glendronach um, Batch 5... Was it? Uh, yeah, the Glendronach uh, Batch, Batch 5. Batch yeah. 5, yeah. So I thought what we'd do is we'd review the Glendronach mm-hmm. one, and this time I'll just give us a bit longer mm-hmm. so that we can properly... Uh, so we still do just a short review, which I think works really well, but we can properly you know, make sure we swallow it all down mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and and give our thoughts. So I'm going to give us 30 seconds this time instead seconds. of 20. Okay. So uh, so are you ready? We'll, yep. we'll get going after three... Two, one, what do you think of Sarah's fudge? What? Oh, I'm in front of it. It's the same. It's so good. It's so much sweeter than it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can do it pretty well. Yeah. I can totally try to wish if I was doing it. Yeah. Mm. Well, you got a few seconds left. Yeah. There you go. Any final thoughts? Decent box of fudge. Fucking sexy. Oh, this is my dram. 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 Right, well, whilst we recover from that amazing uh, whiskey fudge that we've just had from Sarah, I hope that one was better for you guys. I hope, you know, the extra time meant that you could hear what we were saying. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, t- I took care to... Speak more slowly, kind of. Yeah, enunciate. You enunciated yeah, yeah. very well, I thought. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but we do have our final job of the day, which mm-hmm. is to finish off our playlist. Uh, for those of you who haven't uh, listened to too many of our episodes before, um, just so that we can give a bit of a fuller set of music uh, without the podcast going on forever, uh, what we usually do is we create a playlist of the other songs we wanted to play on the podcast but don't have time and we put it on Spotify and uh, we add it to the blog that we put up for the podcast episode so you guys can uh, enjoy that playlist at your leisure whilst perhaps drinking some of the whiskies that we uh, that we review so what are the other songs that we're going to put on the playlist um, I'll kick off the other songs I'm going to go for firstly I'm going to go for uh, Beck Beck is headlining the uh, six Music Big big Weekend along with Underworld which was oh, uh, Ben's yeah. choice uh, and Beck has kind of reinvented himself so many times over the years and uh, so he's got such a great range of stuff and he seems to have kind of mastered so many different styles of music and the latest one he did on his latest album was um, kind of pop he just kind of went for all out pop and he just absolutely nailed it so I'm going to go for uh, Dreams uh, by Beck Dreams, 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 
always re- reminds me of that episode of Futurama that he's in where he's, uh, oh, yeah. uh, where he's like a, a head, 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 head jar. Yeah. And I always kind of catch myself thinking with Beck. It's like, I remember that album he did where he was a robot in the future. Oh, no, wait, that was a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, well, this one is not his robot future album, but it's uh, it's beautiful. Uh, well, it's, it's pop genius. Um, and so, yeah, Dreams by Beck. Um, I'm also going to go for uh, one of the other bands headlining Blue Dot Festival, mm-hmm. uh, Flaming Lips. I'm going to go for Do You Realise, which uh, I think is just one of their quite epic... Um, mm-hmm beautiful psychedelic songs that they've done and the, the lyrics are just are just are just up there with some of the best and absolutely brilliant songs. Finally, I'm going to go for a Björk song. I'm going to go for... You surprise me. <laughs> she's she's headlining at uh, Primavera Sound in uh, Barcelona. Oh, great. Always yeah. has an incredible lineup. I'm yes, never, yeah. I never know, managed to get I to I know it. a few people who've, who've uh, been to that festival and it, it does sound like one of the good ones. And I think I'm going to go for uh, one of her versions of All Is Full Of Love, but I think I'm going to go for one of her live versions just because, um, given that this is kind of a festival kind of playlist I'm going to go for the All Is Full Of Love Live by Björk going to go for uh, Grizzly Bear, nice. who are headlining at the Green Man Festival, um, and I think I will put on uh, Morningside. Yola Tango, who nice. are uh, headlining End of the Road Festival, and um, the uh, my unofficial anthem to this podcast, uh, their song... Is it called This Is My Drum? Uh, their song, My Heart's Not In It. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> gradually becoming Our Hearts Not In It. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Since you left me, I've been out with other guys. They don't see the love light shining in my eyes And when they want to kiss goodnight I just can't seem to do it right My heart's not in it, oh no My heart's not in it, oh no Does my heart still belong to you? 
it's tricky this because I was going to put on Parliament who are uh, headlining the Love Supreme Festival but I really feel that um, 70s funk doesn't really fit with the rest of the songs on this yeah, playlist yeah. It, it's kind of well Parliament have just released a new song as well haven't they they have done yeah okay yeah. what's the alternative um, I'll tell you what um, off the uh, Humans with a Z album uh, I'm going to put on Andromeda uh, by Gorillaz nice which yeah. is off their recent album uh, because the rapper that features in it is called Dram so nice um, so Good link. I, I mean, I'm sure it's uh, an acronym for something gangster. But you is know. it drama the new album, the latest album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're headlining um, Ross Kilder as well, actually. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, they're headlining quite a quite few, few of them. Quite a few festivals. So. Yeah, excellent. Great stuff, right? Well, there you go. There's your playlist to enjoy at your leisure. Um, but yeah, so any kind of final thoughts on the the whiskey festival, Newcastle Whiskey Festival? That was good. Um, don't let me drink that much next year. Um, <laughs> oh, we haven't mentioned the curry wraps. Oh yeah, they were good. What were they called? Like, the uh, um, curry rolls. Curry rolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was yeah. great. Great in, idea to have a bit of a different style of food. At Indian Ooh. street food. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, yeah. and it, it 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 saved us from hospital really after mm. after that Macmira session <laughs> yeah know, definitely uh, so I think that's uh, that's pretty much all we have time for for this series so uh yeah, it's been the premium series, hasn't it? I mean, I don't think any whiskey we've done has been under 60 quid. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them have been over 100. Yeah. So it's been interesting to do a premium series. But I think in the interest of, um, you know, perhaps appealing to a wider range of listeners, are you up for my idea of uh, going for a bit of a, a budget series next Sounds next good, series? yeah, yeah. yeah so no, I've, we've identified quite a few, actually. I've, mm. I've got a couple... Um, at least two or three in the last year that were, you know, under thirty quid. Yeah, and and I think really I, I, th- I think have certainly warrant a podcast. There's, a, there's enough to talk about with them. So, well, I think also it's about picking out those gems. There's loads of like you know, thirty pound, twenty to forty pound whiskies out there, um, and we'll try and pick out a few that we think people will really enjoy and can be. A really nice budget option if you if you can't or don't always want to spend the, the big bucks. So yeah, uh, yeah. so yeah, so series five will be budget whiskies, budget whiskey time. So yeah, look forward to that. Um, in the meantime, do get in touch with us. We'd love to uh, have some questions and comments to read out on the uh, the podcast as always. So if you do have anything to say to us, get in touch with us on Twitter at this is my dram, uh, on Instagram uh, this is my dram or one word. Or on our website, go to thisismydram.com and uh, you can get in touch with us in any of those ways. And we're always love to hear from you and we're always willing to uh, have a bit of banter. So Yeah, and, and, and bar any repeat instances of my uh, lungs trying to pack up, we'll be, <laughs> we'll be back a lot sooner than, uh, than we have left a gap between, yeah. between the last episode. So. And we'll try and do them a bit more regularly as well uh, for the for at least the next six so uh, so there you go we're, we're making promises here that we probably can't keep but no, 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 no. <laughs> hold us to them listeners John John Baseman uh, will just be like well where's the Drummy League table update come on come on <laughs> uh, but yeah well thank you very much for all your uh, interaction in this series it's been great 
and we look forward to seeing you for series five. See you later. Bye-bye.